Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise. Happy Sabbath, everyone online. We are so happy to be here and praising God and to worship this morning. Are you happy to be here? Yeah. Amen. I invite you to stand with me as we sing Sabbath Rest.
Good morning once again. I'm going to say welcome to each and every one. You may be seated. Just want to look out and see if we have any visitors in the, in the house this morning. Any visitors? I don't see a visitor, but I do see a child come home. Praise the Lord. And so we want to welcome Alvina's daughter. She want to stand and introduce herself to those who don't know her. What is your name and where you're coming from? And by the way, congratulations on your graduation. Amen. Amen. And Jordan is, she belongs to us. She is ours, but her mother sits right next to her. And that is Alvina. Everyone knows Alvina. Jordan, welcome home. And we hope to see you more, okay? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are so excited to be here this morning. God is truly blessing us. If you don't know it, just look at the fact that you're sitting down in these seats. God is blessing us. And so we can be excited to just thank him for all the wonderful things that he continues to do and has done and will continue to do. We want to thank the Lord for our, our pastor, Pastor Jonathan Fields and our First Lady, Melanie Fields, they give you greetings and their blessings. They wish they could be here with us today, but they extend their arm of welcome to you. Also, we want to remember our First Elder and his wife as they are away on a, 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 a private matter. We want to keep them in our prayers. Amen. And here at the Tabernacle of Praise, you're only a, member, uh, only a visitor but once, and after that, you're family. And so we're so happy to have you both in-house and online. And so we ask and welcome you to worship with us this morning as we lift up praises and praise the name of the Lord, our God. Amen.
Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, somebody give God just a, a little bit more praise. The message in the song just says it all, doesn't it? You can't forget what God has done for you. When you look back over your life, when you look back over this week, even just yesterday, when he has protected you from these dangerous situations on highways, when the devil cluttered your mind, making you trying to think and believe that Jesus was not available for you. And God came through for you just in a nick of time. You can't forget that stuff. And we heard just the witness and testify by raising holy hands by saying, thank you, Jesus. 
Let your worship experience be unique today. Because God is here. And he's reminding us that he's still available. What do you say? God is still working on us. So he can work through us. So somebody can know that he is real. And he wants them to be a part of his eternal family. Amen. At this time, this is our our time that we come to blend together, that we come and press together, and that we come on one accord in unity, in faith believing that we are about to connect with heaven like we haven't all week in prayer. And how the power of God will move in the sanctuary where it will empower us and encourage us to keep on on this journey. What do you say? Is that what you need? You need a little bit more power? Don't you need a little bit more of God's peace? Don't you need a little bit more of God's joy? Don't you want to shame the devil and let him know that you don't have any control and that you have nothing to do with my relationship with God, even though you're trying to break it? But guess what? Greater is he that is in us. Come on and receive some power today. Come on down to the altar. We believe that God is about to move. You didn't come just to look pretty. You didn't come to just to look handsome. You came to experience God in the beauty of his holiness. And by you uniting and uniting and combining forces with God, connecting with his spirit, watch what he do for your family. Watch what he do on your job. Watch what he do in your household. Watch what he do in your church. Watch what he do in your community. Watch what he do with you. And watch what people have to say about the great God that you serve. Oh yes, it's time to get powered up today. Spirit of the living God. We know and we believe that you are here. We're just answering the call and being obedient to the command where you ask us to make your sanctuary that you may dwell among us. We did that. You ask us to remember this day to keep it holy so you can connect with us. We did that. You said to us, Lord, uh, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves and to come up under your mighty hand. So, God, we are here. And as a result, Lord, we are asking you to inhabit our praise because you're so worthy. And Lord, right now, at this moment, we know timing is everything. And we believe that in your time, that you will come again. But in the meantime, God, we ask for a little bit more of your power. We ask for a little bit more of your strength. We ask for a little bit more of your patience. We ask for a little bit more of your generosity. We ask for a little bit more of your gentleness and your meekness and your everlasting love. God, we ask just a little bit more until you come back. So prepare for us, oh God, at this moment to receive the blessing that you have blueprinted in heaven. So now we ask you to fulfill it now on earth. So now God, the spirit is moving. We believe by faith 
that everything that we're going to ask that you don't just hear but you're going to answer in your time so we ask in the name of Jesus that you keep your word to us we ask Lord that you be faithful as you have been all throughout the journey of our lives you said you never leave us you'll never forsake us we see that we believe that we ask now, God, that you look down on the needs of our family. There is family and loved ones, God, who has not surrendered their life to you. We ask that you give them a special visitation. Let them know who you are and let them know that you're concerned about their well-being. Let them know that you are able to keep them from falling. Let them know that you are available. Let them know that you love them. Let them know you're trying to save them. Let them know to be prepared because you're about to return. There's many, God, that we have a list of people who need special visitations because of their health issues. They need special visitation because of their finances. They need special visitation because of their weakness in their faith. They need a special visitation from you. And I ask right now as a servant of the Most High that you honor our requests, not because we're worthy, because we need your help. Look down on Sister Brittany Gates and her circle of friends and her Miss Maddie who lost a loved one, lost her son. Look down on Karen Lewis right now who's feeling so ill and sick she couldn't worship today. And if she's watching, Lord, I'm asking you to go right now as she's preparing, Lord, worship in her home. I ask you to heal her. And let her come back with a testimony that you did exactly what you said you would do. I pray, oh God, there's the Dancy family, oh God, those, 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 those kids, oh God. You know who they are from Jalen to Jaden to, to all of them. God, I ask you to bring them back and let them know that you are calling them to come on home so they can be saved in your kingdom. Look down on Edwin, oh God. Look down, Lord, on all of them young people, oh God, who have left the ark of safety. I'm asking you, God, to move right now. We ask that you hover over this earth that you have created and blow your spirit amongst those who are crying out for you, God, and let them know you are hearing and you have answered their requests. Lord, look down on our pastor, where his task is great, where he, he, his task is so great, God, he's low on energy, and I'm asking that you revitalize his image, and yet you restore his energy, that you refuel him, oh God, that he may finish the work that you started, and not just him, but all of us. The gifts and the talents that you gave us. Oh God, anointed with your presence and give us the focus, oh Lord, to be reminded that soul winning is our priority. Because we're trying to help you build your kingdom. Look down on Jordan and Jalen and Alvina. Look down on Percy and Christina. God, I actually look down on Kwame and Joyce. Look down on Paul and Teresa. Look down on myself and Cherie. Look down on the deacons and their wives. Look down on these leaders of this church because we need to be raised up by your power so we can finish the work. Spirit of the living God, 
We do not take this time lightly, but we do we'll take advantage of it. As we breathe and live and we have the activities of our limbs, we say thank you, we are grateful. We want you to do a miraculous and mighty thing in our lives. Show us our true purpose and we ask that you fulfill it in our lives. So others in this community, others in this nation will know that you are real to us and you are calling them to be a part of your eternal family. This is our prayer. This is our request. This is our plea. We ask in the mighty, awesome, undisputed name above all names, which is the Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our Sustainer. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen and amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you didn't feel like praising the Lord every today, after that prayer, and you still don't feel like praising the Lord, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong. So we're going to keep praying for you if you're sitting in that seat this morning. We want to thank the elder this morning. The, the Lord has already sent his anointing. It's here. It's in this place. You just need to reach out and grab it. Amen. This is stewardship time, and I don't want to be up here long, but... Guys, I'm going to tell you something about the Lord. My mother always used to say, and she would rear back, put a hand on her hip like this and go way back. And she would say, I dare you to trust him. She's talking about trusting in the holy God. Talking about an on-time God. Talking about a God who never forsakes us. Talking about a good God. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Do I have any witnesses in God's house this morning? I'm going to tell you that... I, I have dared to trust the Lord. As I looked at my paycheck uh, Thursday, uh, of, um, you know who I'm talking, can't even get your name out of my mouth, Elder Tory. I looked at my pay stub on Thursday. The money don't drop in until Friday. But Jan, I was just looking over there. You know, I just had my eyes just gazing in. Now, you know, I talked about my raise. That ain't due till July 1st. But I would, couldn't get no raise for July 1st because I didn't work. I'm talking about past money. Jan, I'm going to show you how good God is. I dare you to trust him. I'm just going to come on back. I'm going to make this clear and I'm going to make it fast. I looked at my check and I had 30 hours of snow leave. Y'all, it's hot as the dickens outside. 90-something degrees. And I looked at my paycheck and I had snow leave. 30 hours of snow leave. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 30 hours. I work like a part-time time. That's, that's like almost at the top of my part-time. I wish I had somebody that understood. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all need to help me celebrate. Because what happens to me happens to you. We're all in a family. Look for your blessing. God's got one for you. Trust him. You can't beat God given no matter how hard you try. Stop holding on to your money. When your hand is clenched like this, you can't get nothing in. If you know somebody that's sick, send them $10, send them $50, send them $25. I promise you God will bless you. I'm talking about what I know, Robin. Stop holding on to your money. If you don't know who to give it to, see me after church. I got somebody. I don't even want it for me. God has blessed me. I know somebody else that you can give it to. Y'all, we got to stop holding on to our money. We got members in here that are not working. Y'all hear me? 
Give somebody some money today in the name of Jesus. Stewardship nugget, God is looking for your time. He's looking for your talent. He's looking for your temple. He's looking for your treasure. We're going to ask that you bring, put your money in here. Bring your money into the storehouse. We're going to ask that you can send that to dollar sign. Give it to me up there. I'm getting old. I turned 62 a couple of weeks ago. Dollar sign, top giving. You can also mail your funds into Tabernacle of Praise, 1721 Parker Road, Spanish Lake, Missouri, 63138. We're going to ask the deacons if they would come forward and let us pray over God's money. I'm expecting a blessing. I'm expecting that you're going to send something to somebody this week. I want you to know that we are doing so good on the drive with the um, backpacks. Let me tell you something. I went out there and I asked my sons. I got to hurry up and sit down. I asked my sons. I said, send me $20 so that I can get some of this stuff taken care of. I'm sick of us getting up here asking for this backpack stuff. It's July the 29th. We ought to have it by now. Send me $20. One of them sent me $100. do not get mad. Help celebrate, right? The other one sent just exactly what I asked for. And then I went on in Nebraska. I checked my brother. I said, brother, I need $20. He sent me $40. Y'all get out there and ask your people for some money. The money is out there. The money is out there. Stop sitting in here waiting on somebody else to do it. God is requiring you to do it. Dear God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we accept what you have for us. God, teach us to go boldly before your people and ask for it. God, and then put it on our hearts to help bless somebody else. God, I stand right here in the name of Jesus saying that you've been good, you will be good, and you'll continue to be good in the name of Jesus. So, God, we thank you for these funds that are coming in the name of Jesus. We pray and we ask. Everybody say amen. Amen. Doors for me. 
presence of the Lord is in this place. Can you see the glow of glory? Can you feel his warm embrace? Uh, he is in the room. And I know, I know, I know, I know that it's true. Because I brought him with me. <laughs> Tell me, did you bring him with you?
worship. You know, you, you think this is something what we experience now. Wait till we get to the kingdom. You know how we give credit to some of the recording artists, you know. You know, I'm an old school guy, Fred Hammonds and Yolanda Adams. And, you know, and, and nowadays it's talking about Maverick City and, and Ryan Ellis and all these people. You, we haven't seen worship at its best yet. The best is yet to come. But the thing about that is this. In the meantime, <laughs> this is just a dress rehearsal. You know, the choir rehearsed on Friday night every Friday. And they try to get the blend right and they experiencing God in the worship right. And when Sabbath comes, the anointing comes. And all the miscues and the notes that was not properly, it's, man, it comes together on Sabbath. But wait till we get to glory. When all things are perfect. I'm going to say this. Don't miss out on heaven. You think we having a time now? See, you haven't really seen when the Holy Spirit is released. Man, we're going to kick it and have a big time party up in there. Oh, you all don't believe that? I can prove that by the Bible. The Bible says this. When Jesus come and we, and he come and take us back to glory, this is what the Bible says. It says that Jesus will present us faultless before the presence of the glory of his father. And when he present us faultless, the Bible says that he will receive honor and glory. We're going to be praising because we are there. We have made it. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, for those who have come through many trials, many tribulations, the Bible says that the angels act, who are these people in these white robes? Because they have not experienced what we experience on earth. And the Bible says that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit tells them they are the people who have faith and trust and believe and overcame by my power. And now they are here forever. And the Bible says the 20 and the 4, the 20 and 4, they are elders. And all the beasts in the by the round the, the, the throne of God start worshiping in the beauty of his holiness because we are there. So again, I'm just gonna ask you not to do something. Don't miss out on heaven. Okay. Okay. Y'all gotta pray for me. I'm 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 start taking a page out of Elder Wellington's book. I learn how to save my voice. 
I just ain't learned that yet in 30 years of ministry. Have mercy. Okay. 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 Hi, <sighs> 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 right, Jesus Christ, let's go to work. Jesus Christ, come on. Be glorified like you have been thus far. Now unleash the power of the anointing that your servant need. Touch my voice. Touch my mind. I must decrease that you may increase now. So now, God, we believe that you are here. You have a word for your people. Now anoint it and fulfill it as you see fit in Jesus' name. All right. Okay. I caught my breath a little bit now. So now the Holy Spirit has the word. Uh, I truly believe that the message has already been given. And don't miss out on heaven. Number one, God is with us. You know, that's number two. And number three, don't forget about what God has already brought you through. That is your evidence. That is your evidence that God loves you. That is your evidence that God is keeping you. And that's the evidence that God is going to continue to walk with you on your journey. Amen? Amen. Today, if you have your word, come and journey with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14. Stand with me for the reading of the word of God, please. Isaiah chapter 14. We're going to look at some things. Um, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to go to verses 12 through verse 14, I believe. Amen. And we'll read it responsively as we always do. Amen. Amen. You all ready? This, this is going to be good. Here it is. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For where you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of congregation on the farthest side of the north. Verse 14 together. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Just for a moment, just want you to think on this topic. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. God, we ask you to continue to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now listen to this. Now, you, now, now I was... Reviewing this last night, I said, this is where it all began. When God created the heaven and earth and he created his first being, Lucifer. And then he created all the other angels and there's this dwelling place in heaven where everybody, there's peace, joy, love. It was just... Oh, heaven was just a dynamical place to live. 
And this is where I couldn't phantom or understand in my human mind, and we don't understand everything. It's like, how did Lucifer have this admiration for God and then all of a sudden move past it, turn his back, and want to go his own way, and then create certain thoughts in his mind that he can overtake what God has. And God looked at his created being, read his thoughts. The Bible said he read his heart. And he said in verse 13, he says, you have said in your heart that you're going to sit and make and exalt your own throne? And you are going to ascend to the highest. God is saying, so you're trying to do something that you're really not capable of, but you believe you can do it. Then God looked at him and said, okay. Since now you want to be like me or be over me, that's where the above come from. He's saying, look, I know what my position is. I don't like it. Even though I'm on the side as a, a covering throne of God, I want a little bit more. He looked at all the dynamics that was in heaven and looking at man, the Jews and gems and the throne of God. He said, that is what I want. I want some true power. And this is what God said to him. Check this out. <laughs> God said in verse 15, you said you want to exalt a throne and you're not even a king. Okay. You said you're going to do this and do that and you're gonna, you want to be like me. Okay. This is my response to, to you, Lucifer. You won't do that. But this what you will do. He's saying, yet you shall be brought down to hell and to the side of the pit. This is a disturbing message for some. But it's going to power the rest of you up. This kind of behavior, brothers and sisters, believe it or not, is engineered and also befriended by church members. Now, now notice that I said church members and not Christians. Now, I'm going somewhere. When your attitude and behavior want more or above and beyond what God has given you the ability to do, then you reminding God of his enemy. Because that's what he did. That's what he said. And when we come into the church thinking that we're something better than what we are because we see how God has blessed somebody else with a gift or with a talent or with some special ability, And you start acting like a hater. 
and you start getting envious and then jealousy, you start acting just like Lucifer. But there's hope. These angels and these church members, they are not content with the gift that God has given them. Uh, just like Lucifer, they covered after something above and beyond their abilities. Now, now this is a warning for us. This is a warning for us that this is a warning for the true servants of God to everything you do, do it to the glory of God and not to try to glorify self. Understand something. This is so important to understand. Satan in the last days will use imposters, brothers and sisters. He's going to use imposters and they're going to deceive and they're going to set up and control a false relationship of religion. They're going to control a false religious system to captivate the world that Satan want to claim that's his. Because remember, he wants to be a king. He wants to be like the most high. Okay, look at this. Go with me, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians what chapter? And notice what the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And you're going to see how Satan going to use and set up a false religious system where a man, he going to use to control things. Are you there? The 2 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and look with verse 3. The Bible says, Don't be fooled by what they say, for that day will not come, talking about the second coming of Christ. He says, Don't be fooled by what they're going to say, that the day is not coming. He said, But this got to happen first. He says, If that the day will come, where there is a great rebellious, a rebellion against God, and the man of lawlessness is revered, and no one who brings, uh, and the one who brings destruction, he will exalt, listen to this, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He even sitting in the temple of God, claiming that he is himself, he is God. Mercy, mercy. Read it for yourself, it's in the scriptures. And see what we see in the beginning of what Lucifer did. In the end times, Lucifer is going to try to fulfill exactly what he did in the beginning through somebody else now. And this is a warning for the church. Because now Satan wants to be a creator. He wants to be a, uh, he wants to be a king. He wants to be God. And he wants to be God of your life. So what he does, he creates, he creates this false system of worship. And he sets a man there. And I'm going to get to this. Oh, man, this thing going to be good. He's going to set a man inside there to convince people and to influence people that he is now the representative of God on earth. It's in the Bible. 
But that's their hope. That's their hope for the church. Now remember in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus warned his disciples. In Matthew 24, it says in verse number three, it says that Jesus, you know, he was sitting on the Mount of Olives and, and his disciples came to him privately and they asked him a specific question. They said, hey, master, uh, you've been teaching and talking about the end times. And so this is what we want to know. Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? They want to know exactly how to tell when Jesus wasn't going to come again. And the very first thing that Jesus says to them, woo, watch this. The very first thing, he didn't even, ooh, Lord, thank you. Just give it to me, God, the way you gave it to me at home in the name of Jesus. So your people may understand this thing. The very first thing that Jesus told them was this. He says, be not deceived. See, we teach all the other signs, you know, the signs in the, in the stars and in the, in the sun and in the moon and the earthquakes and the famines and this and that in the Matthew 24, yes. But the first thing Jesus said, be not deceived. Yes. Letting you know that there is a power of influence coming, trying to regulate your mind to believe something that is not something that I didn't teach you. It's coming. You ought to see this stuff on TV down. You ought to hear these preachers talking this trash now. And I call it trash because it don't come from God. And God going to take out the trash a little bit later. But here we go. But in the meantime, God says this. He said, don't be deceived. And then he says to them, look, there's going to be many coming in my name. Like I sent them. There's a man right now, there's a man right now on planet Earth, brothers and sisters. He called himself the vicar, meaning that I am the representative of, on, of God on Earth. And right today, he is going to the United Nations. where the whole world, world leaders are coming together with this one particular man and the bible says in revelation chapter 13 that the whole world will wonder after him that he will do things and say things and they are going to pay their allegiance to him he's going to go above what we know is the real and true god and he's going to go beyond the things that's going to captivate this world it's in the Bible. I, I'm going to give you my notes after the sermon. Amen? But listen to this. The Bible says this, that this person, in, in Revelation chapter 13, verse number 12 through verse 14, this is what the Bible says. He, meaning the man we just talked about, he is going to exercise all his authority, his authority, who gave it to him? Hmm, Satan did. The Bible said it was the dragon. The dragon is Satan. Okay? So, he said he's exercised all his authority, as the first beast in his presence, and he calls the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast and whose deadly wound was healed. And he performs, listen to what this man is doing now, 
he performs great signs that it will even make fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. God said it to this. God said it like this to us. He said, look here, let me tell my people something. Let me warn you guys. This person going to be doing some miracles just like my son Jesus Christ. He's going to be an imposter. He is going to be a counterfeit. He is not the Christ. He is the Antichrist. Now get this now. When you see these things happening, the Bible, greater than Matthew 24, he's going to say that they're going to be said he is Christ and he has returned to the earth. They're going to say he's in the desert, but God said, but don't you go over there into that desert? Don't you follow him? They're going to say he's in his secret chamber and you can wait for him. God said, don't follow that foolishness. The first thing Jesus said is, don't be deceived. Because he knows that Satan is going to go above and beyond his power that he have and release everything he have for us to be lost. Because he's jealous of the fact that we are saved and he's lost. Now that he can't get his position and we're going to take over his position in heaven, he's jealous about that. See, there's a void in heaven if you guys didn't know. When the devil and Lucifer got kicked out in a third of the angels, that left some spaces there. Now who's going to take up those spaces? He know he won't get back there. So he don't want you to get there either. That makes sense? Okay, all right, here we go. Let's keep moving. The Bible says he's going to deceive the inhabitants on earth. Wow. The question is, how do you know you won't be deceived? I asked my kids this question in review. How do you know you ain't going to be deceived when all this stuff happened and these miracles are being done and they, you know, promoting this is Christ? How do you know you won't be deceived? Because we follow the truth. We follow the Bible. We know when Jesus comes back, he's not going to even touch the earth. Number one, amen. As a matter of fact, when Jesus comes back, he's going to have some serious fun before he even comes to the earth. When Satan, man, when he impersonate who Jesus is by doing all these miracles, I believe that is going to kindle the wrath of God. He's going to say, man, look here, sucker. Enough is enough. I am so sick of your stuff. Now you're going to try to impersonate my son? You gotta be kidding me. That ain't love. God is all about love. And here is the devil want to do all this stuff to mesmerize you and hypnotize you, if I have to say, for you to be lost. That ain't God. So when you hear about these things, don't you go to them places. I don't care if they say if he in Peking, China, or Johannesburg, Africa. Don't you go. And believe me, it's gonna happen because the word of God said it's gonna happen. And he said, don't be deceived. And understand something, brothers and sisters. And I'm about almost done, almost done. Understand something. God loved us so much that he speaks in strong language like this. You know how when your kids is doing some stuff and you got to get a little bit aggressive or affirm for them to get the message, to know that you ain't playing? That's what God is doing. So understand, 
The church, who get this message, the church, this is where we come in at. The church was organized for service. No amen? Okay, I'm going to say it again. The church was organized for service. For the working of soul winning. Idleness in religion does not go hand in hand, brothers and sisters. There is no such thing as a witness for Christ living a helpless and unserving to lifestyle. But Jesus says, look, you want to know how the world can know that you belong to me? We know to love each other. We know, we know that. But God's saying, but now I need you to go above and beyond some things. Just showing love to each other inside the church. He said, this is what I need from you now. He said, first of all, if you truly want to be a witness, if you truly want to show people that you are in my family, deny yourself and take up your cross, then follow me. But see, we got this ideal that, you know, look, God, uh, the cross is a little too heavy. You know, and, and I refuse to, to, to provide that type of service, God, because the cross is just too heavy and, and self-denial is just too great because I need some things and want some things and desire some things. And God's saying, you going to choose like Lucifer did, right? You want to choose like Lucifer? If you choose like you, will reap what you sow. So that's a danger zone. All right, give me three more minutes and we're going to be out of here. These profess to serve God. The ones who just look like they serve in God. And the Bible says they have this form of godliness. They are telling God, look, I do want to make it to heaven, but I don't want, I want a crown in heaven. I don't want to carry that cross. And God said, there would not be any crown wearers in heaven who are not cross bearers on earth. God said, no cross, no crown. So those who refuse to cooperate with God and they show their true allegiance to the enemy of God. If you ain't on God's side and just doing the simple things that God wants you to do, God is trying to build his kingdom so we can get out of here and go to heaven and live forever. I told you there's a void of space there. And the void of space is human beings going to take over that space. But the number is not made up. And we ought to be thanking God for, for giving us mercy and grace on time because we got family members that's not saved. We got co-workers that's not saved. We know people that is in our circle who really needs God and have not surrendered to God. So we ought to be grateful and thanking God for this extra time period that we have. Because when it's over and when Jesus comes, man, okay, God. And when it's over and when Jesus comes, eh, that's it. But the number's not made up yet. So God said, I need you now to go above and beyond the call of duty. 
Make some sacrifices. Quit just hearing the word of God. Now start being some doers of the word of God. And what I need you to do is to help me build my kingdom. Okay. Here we go. Watch this. I want you to parallel these two scriptures and we're going to get out of here, okay? Is that okay? Can I get three minutes? Three and a half? Okay, all right, here we go. I'm always pressing my luck. Amen. Here we go. So the character, no, no, look, the character will reflect one's master. Do you guys believe that? Your character is going to reflect who you serve. The Bible says you won't love two, you can't love two masters. And God is saying that your character is going to reflect the one that you serve. Amen. Watch this in Genesis chapter 6. Go to Genesis chapter 6 and notice what the Bible is going to say in Genesis chapter 6. And man, this is a beautiful thing. Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 6, and we're going to start with verse number 5. Look what it says. It says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And so the Lord said, I will destroy men who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air. I am sorry that I even made them. Now this happened back then. Look what God says, that the attitude was evil continually. Now look what's going to happen in the last days. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now watch this, and you're going to be able to testify to the word of God. Amen? Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it's going to start with verse number, number 3. Amen? 1 Timothy, I'm, thinking, I, I'm sorry, verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now watch this. The Bible says, know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. Means some dangerous time. And what is God saying? For men will be lovers of themselves, of money. They're going to be lovers of money. They're going to be boastful and proud and blasphemy, disobedient to their parents. They're going to be unthankful. They're going to be unholy. God is saying, look at this. They're going to be unloving. They're going to be unforgiving. They're going to be slanderers. And while self, without self-control, they're going to be brooding and despisers of those who are good. They're going to be traitors and headstrong and hearty and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And God said they're going to have a form of godliness. But they're going to deny the power thereof. And from such people turn away. Look what his, look how he compared. They did it in the past with their behavior and they're going to do it in the end with their behavior. And when God said, when I see this kind of behavior in the last days, this was going to bring me back because now they have gone above and beyond to the point of no return. They don't even want God in their lives. The Bible says they're going to be lovers of pleasure and of themselves than rather of God. 
So now God is trying to call out and he's reaching out and he's begging and pleading and saying, come to me, surrender to me, accept me as your savior. I got you, I got you, I got a special place for you. And they will not take heed of the word of God. Now that they are above and beyond repair because they have rejected the word of God. They have rejected Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. They have rejected the Holy Spirit. Man, brothers and sisters, by your actions, this is what the Holy Spirit is telling me. All those characteristics and those attributes you just read, he's saying by your action is going to show who you belong to. Because God don't act like that. God is not like that. And he's showing you the nature of Lucifer, Satan, and the modern day so-called Christians. I'm sorry, church members. Because Christians are who they are. God said, you run up in church every week and you ain't making no changes. In the privacy of your life, when I see this and I call you out, you won't turn away from it. But you'll bring your butt right back in my presence and want to act like you belong to me. God said, man, look here. I told you once I don't like lukewarm people. And in the end, God says this. See, God can speak some, strong, some real powerful, firm language to us because he loves us. That's why there's no excuse that we don't be saved. God said when his wrath comes up, it is not going to be mixed with mercy. When God's wrath really comes in the last days, it's not going to be mixed with a little grace. You're going to see a side of God, and I hope you are saved in the new Jerusalem with me because I plan on being there. Because when the wrath of God comes, it's coming for the wicked people. They have went above and beyond the point of no return because they choose not to follow Christ. They choose not to surrender. They choose Satan. Okay, here we go. Here it is. God said, for, for, but for those my people who are truly my people and those who really you know, made the sacrifice and went through all that because they want to continue the relationship with me forever. God says in Revelation chapter 21, verse number 12. Revelation 21, verse number 12. Here we go, and we, we, we're going to end this thing. God said, okay, I saw, I knew, he, he gave John this vision. He said, I want you to write this stuff down and give it to the churches. John said, he said, but I'm going to let you see it. Here it is, John. I saw a new heaven. Come on, there go your shout. Y'all just miss y'all shout cue. I saw a new heaven and I saw a new earth. For the former or the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea, right? And God's saying, wait a minute. Now, you got to ask God, if there's going to be something new, you know, you don't like nothing new? Now, I know I do, amen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask my wife to buy me a new suit. And look here. 
Man, when God dressed this thing up, we ain't going to have to ask God any questions how he did it. We're going to be right there watching him do it. We, the Bible says, look, so look, get this now. Jesus says, look, I told you don't let your heart be troubled. Just believe in me. In my father's house, there's many mansions. If, I wouldn't, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare that place for you, I'm going to come again. And when I come again, I'm going to receive you unto myself so you can get to the prepared place. And when we get to the prepared place, God said, I'm going to shield it so you can see the new creation that I'm going to make. Oh, y'all don't believe that, but it's in the Bible. I dare you to challenge me so to have a Bible study with me. And get this. When the saints go marching in, I don't know about you, I want to be in that number. And we face Jesus face to face. And we hear the beautiful words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And then he's going to open pearly gates and say, enter in the joy of the Lord. For thou have been faithful of a little, but guess what? You're going to inherit much. All things I make new. Man, though, then God say, I'm going to wipe away the tears from your eyes. I'm going to create you a new body person where the pain in the back and the pain in your knees and the pain in your heart would never exist again. And now we look like Jesus with our glorified bodies, celestial, terrestrial bodies, that's going to last not just for one week to another, but now it's going to last for everlasting life. Don't miss out on heaven. And when we get there, we'll be able to look at Abraham and and we are able to look at Moses, look at Joshua, and look at Rebecca, and look at Mary, and look at Ruth, and look at Zechariah, and look at Isaiah, and look at Ezekiel, and look at Daniel, and we'll look at angels, we'll look at each other, and then we'll say, it's all because of Jesus. All because of Jesus, we are here. Because he went above and beyond to save us. Laid down his life so that we may have life more abundantly. And in the end, come on now. In the end, the devil is going to get his. And we're going to be cheering Jesus on. Get that rascal and throw him in that lake of fire. And when he is being tormented forever and ever, we'll be raising our hallelujahs because we don't have nobody else to tempt us anymore. Nobody to tempt us anymore who give us evil thoughts sometimes 
and even want to be disobedient to our creator. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So now we're going to be cheering Jesus on. Hurry up and make this thing. We want to live forever. Hurry up and get him. And we want to see him now being crucified for the sins of the world. But this time, the crucifixion don't save nobody. This crucifixion, they will be lost forever. So my only message to you is, don't miss out on heaven. Go above and beyond. Fight a good fight. Finish your course. Keep your faith and bring somebody with you. Check on a family member. Let them know you've been thinking about them. Let them know that your salvation is at stake. Let them know that there is a savior waiting for you just to surrender. Let them know that you are able to help them develop a relationship and help them sustain the relationship. Let them know that you care and God will be pleased with your sacrifice, with your service. And the Bible tells us this, brothers and sisters, as I come to a close. Great, come on, somebody say that word with me. Great. Come on now, 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 a little bit loud. Great. Great is your reward that is in heaven. Yeah. Do you understand that? The Bible says, you have done this one. He said, great is your reward that is in heaven. Don't miss out on heaven. Go above and beyond the call of duty for somebody to take a voided spot in space in heaven. Amen? Amen? Anybody here who wants to rededicate their life to Jesus Christ? Anybody say, God, I fell by the wayside, but I need the Holy Spirit to make me over again and restore me and bring me back to where my first love was. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm recommending myself. I got to make my call and election sure. You don't want to get there. That's your business. I got to make mine. Me, Cherie, Bryson, and Nigel in my house. We will serve the Lord. Want to stand with me? The message is said, it is over, it is done. Spirit of the living God, we love you so much for first loving us. Please help us be fit for your kingdom. For we believe your kingdom is coming. We ask that your will be done in our life. Now you have given us this day our daily bread. Now we are feasting. Now Lord allow us to meditate on what we have learned. And we ask that it establish a better, deep, close relationship with you. Remember our family members. Remember our co-workers, even our hard-head, rebellious bosses. Remember them, because you're trying to make up your kingdom. Use us as you see fit to help glorify your name and to build your kingdom. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Let the church say.
his word his word is changing word and I know for at least for me I can say God has touched me today I can't walk out of here the same as I came in and I hope the same is for you so as we come to a close we ask our deacons to come and as they usher you out our our, our minister someone said pastor <laughs> has given us a word from on high we thank you elder Tory, for such a powerful word so we ask that you will stand with us as we close out and give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Lord God, we are so thankful for what you've done, what you continue to do. We look forward to that precious time when you shall break through the clouds. But most importantly, Lord, let it be stayed upon our minds and our hearts. We have a job that we need to do. And then at the end of the time, let us not miss out on heaven, but let us make heaven our home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.